Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Melvin York, and this is Gardening with Daddy Pete. Um, today, we usually try to talk about different things that will help you and keep you growing. And so here's a little something that uh, for all y'all this morning to do some home composting and maybe don't have room for it. Uh, you're going to make a choice between a compost bin, adding another raised bed. And this is November the 10th. Uh, so this is a good time to be thinking about this. And um, we actually have maybe a solution where you can come out with most of the best orals here in one thing. Uh, consider this for a moment when you're uh, building that extra raised bed, if you will build that raised bed where it's at least 12 inches deep, which is actually a good depth for a raised bed or deeper um, than whatever the size you choose uh, as far as length and width goes. Now, length is whatever you can handle. That's great. Width would be something that I would look at. Never go over four foot because you won't to be able to reach the center of your bed without getting in the bed. Uh, that way you save from compaction. It makes it easy to weed, uh, to plant, uh, prune, take care of your plants, uh, and also to harvest. Uh, three and a half feet is maybe a better for you. Try your reach out when you're doing it before you build the bed, do that. Now, since we are talking about something that's a little bit different than people talked about before, we're actually going to set up composting in that raised bed, this new raised bed that you're doing. We'll let it run over the winter until uh, the middle of spring, and it should be um, where you can uh, use it for your raised bed. Most of your soil should be accomplished by that time. Maybe you have to add a little bit extra to it when you first start. But uh, the thing you want to do is this. Make sure that you do rebuild in that bed. Find the spot where it's not in a low-lying area so that it does hold water so much, but at least level or uh, a little bit above would be good so that you get some drainage. Make sure that you do take off all the old grass, uh, weeds, vegetation before building the bed. I like to use a landscape cloth. A lot of people use newspapers. They use uh, cardboard. That's fine, too. I've just been a little bit more uh, fond of, if for the right word, of using the landscape cloth. That way it does help for a weed barrier. Moisture goes to it as the right uh, amount, and uh, I've just had more success with that rate. Uh, when you use cardboard, it does tend to block, uh, but it will rot after a period of time, which is fine. But again, the landscape cloth to me is my number one choice. Go ahead and start out that way. Build your bed. Now, let's build it like we're going to use it to compost with. But then in the spring, uh, if you get it started now, depending on how late you start it, will be the later of the year that you can use your bed for the first time. But then again, once we have this going, you have got that bed secure. There are several things you need with uh, to make a compost bin or composting to work. You're going to need the browns and the greens. Uh, you'll also uh, need to add some other things that we're going to talk about now. If, when starting this bed, I would use 
On the bottom, I would like to use something like a mulch. We do have our Daddy Peeps. Professional Landscape Mix, what it is, is a mulch, a coarse mulch, with the composted dirt manure added to it. So that way you already got the cycle started on the bottom end, which will still give you drainage. So at the very least, start out, uh, if you don't use that, start out with some bark or would be good. As you go through that layer, the next thing that I would like to see put down, this time of year we're gathering up leaves. Uh, we've got small branches and twigs. I don't like to go too big on branches and twig. We don't really make a wood yard out of your compost bin, but small branches and twigs, that's fine to put down there too. And that will give you kind of the uh, drainage that you're looking for as they do decompose. Another good thing to put down the next layer would be something like uh, a wheat straw, a barley straw. By no means do you want to use hay. Hay's nothing but fine grass, dead fine grass. Some um, pastures have been treated with the chemical grazon or other chemicals of the same nature, which is like a 2,4-D, and sometimes it doesn't compost out. There's been problems with that before. So make sure that what you use next is a straw or a uh, of the wheat or barley variety, uh, could even be rye. The straw has already had the grain taken off of it, and it's like a stem or like a straw, whereas you will see the hay is a finer grass, still has seeds on it, and that would be the last thing that you want to do. Remember this. The crop that comes from straw is usually grown in the wintertime. Therefore, you won't see the amount of weeds, uh, insects uh, going on, and uh, it just makes a better deal. And plus, it's going to give you a, a little bit more drainage. Next, what I'd like to see is you add some of our Daddy Pete's uh, composted dairy manure. Um, that's a good one to go with. Mushroom compost, uh, we have that. Uh, even to the point our kicking chicken, that gives it a little bit more nitrogen, you can go with that. If you have dead leaves, now would be a time to layer in some of those dead leaves. And then amongst all of this, if you're still mowing your grass, you don't use any chemicals, that would be your greens that you put in. Now we need to mix everything around, keep it going, and uh, layer in a layer of grass clipping. Any vegetable waste that you have, and that would be like the greens that you're pulling off, uh, peelings that you're uh, peeling, like potatoes, apples, um, even uh, the tops of carrots. All the waste of the raw vegetable is good to go back in there also. Another thing that I like to see layered in, and if you're a coffee drinker, coffee grounds is great for that. You can layer those in too also. Now, for uh, calcium, uh, one thing that's rich in calcium is great, and that is your eggshells. Uh, one thing I do uh, recommend that you do if you keep your eggshells, wash them before applying them to your uh, raised bed or uh, your compost uh, project that we're doing now. Uh, that way, uh, that keeps any unwanted animals or uh, rodents from digging into your bed and going after that. So 
this what we're doing is we're making sort of like a lasagna bed. You want to just keep rotating these things till you get it full, and even mound it up, uh, round it above your 12 inches. That way, you should notice in a few, um, basically in a week or so, um, you should see some heat start coming off of this. Now, uh, again, you can continue maybe once or twice, check your temperatures, make sure that it's active. You know, your all your uh, microbial activities going on when you see some heat come off. The heat will take longer and be less in the wintertime than it will in the summer. Just like me and you, uh, your microbes, your bacteria slows down in cooler weather. So that's fine. One thing you may even want to do is take a piece of clear plastic and put it over the top of it and uh, in between times and then backing off. I don't know that that's necessary. Uh, you don't want to let it stay too long because it could heat up too much. Um, a thermometer is a great thing to have for uh, composting, but to do this one bed, you can tell when heat is. If you dig down in it and if it's getting hot to the touch of your hand, that's a good time to turn it. Take a pitch for it, turn it over one uh, time, make sure it's all turned over good, and that puts the air back into uh, the compost. The oxygen is a big plus. It's a big thing to when you're trying to get these materials to decompose and make these friendly microbes available to your plants. Now, uh, as you do turn that over and you see that it's going down, keep adding. As the winter goes on, go ahead and keep adding until the last. Um, let's just say you started it now. We're, we're targeting um, the first uh, week, second week of April to use uh, these beds. What I would do is I would quit adding extra uh, as far as anything to that bed somewhere around um probably the first or second week of March. Um, that way it gives it 30 days for everything to finish on out and it will continue to keep going. Uh, again, when you do this, make sure at least a foot deep on your raised bed. When you're layering this and piling this up, go up as high as you can, make a mound like out of it. It will decompose down. You will find out that you will have that add Keep adding some of the daddy peats, uh, either our composted dairy manure, our mushroom compost, or our kicking chicken. That does have a little of the chicken manure in it. Uh, along with our composted dairy manure, it will add a little more nitrogen, which makes it to work faster. Um, and this should be, uh, when you get ready for it, you should have some rich, great soil. Now, if you are planning on doing just a compost bin by itself and it's higher, continue on to make two stages in that. Make one that you start now, and as you're turning to a certain point, turn in that section. When it gets to where it's almost done, start your other bin and then continue to do that. When that one's empty, then you can start on it, do that. That way you will have continually keep one side of your compost bin full of usable soil to help with your raised bed cost. Um, again, making part of your compost, adding with some uh, daddy peat when you get that uh, second year, 
look at our planting mix. It does have the uh, composted bark pines in there. Again, you need to keep the aeration going in that soil during the times that it's growing. So just an idea here that uh, you can produce your compost this winter uh, while you're uh, kind of down for the gardening season. And then at springtime, you've got this great bed of soil to start out with for your uh, gardening season next year. Also, let me mention uh, something else to you. If you do plan on doing a compost bin and build it in two parts like that, sometimes I've seen people do even three, depending on how much material you have. Leaves are like gold right now, guys. They are great. They are better off and compost quicker if you do have something between them. Get those browns and greens going together, but you're going to need something uh, also to make sure that it's aerated and you need to turn when you do see that heat. So that's something you want to think about. Add your coffee grounds. That's great. Add your vegetable clippings, uh, your fruit clippings. That's wonderful. Egg shells, wonderful. Do those. Make sure that you do wash those before you add them to your uh, compost bin. Another thing, too, if you have any other forms of nitrogen, if you're not trying to stay organic, you may uh, add some uh, nitrogen that you buy from the store. Or it's okay to add some, say, 10, 10, 10 to it. That extra nitrogen will help that grow. But is unnecessary uh, if you have the right formula with your browns and greens. Make sure that you're not too wet and also make sure that you do turn it and keep the air or keep it aerated. Now, if you do, again, want to add some nitrogen and you are going uh, in the organic matter, then feather meal, and you can pick that up at your local feed supply. You can pick it up at your local garden center. Uh, that is a great form of nitrogen. Feather mill is known for its high nitrogen capability, and it releases slower. Now, one thing about organic fertilizers, they don't release quick like your commercial fertilizers do, but you are making sure everything is staying organic for you and your family. So just a thought there. Well, this has just been a little segment. I thought you might enjoy that. Uh, this way it does get uh, use of your leaves instead of, uh, if you do have some, you could do that. If not, then your neighbors has got some. I mean, that's, that's just, man, that's like free money. And leaves do make a wonderful addition to your compost bin. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I composted some leaves and mixed it. We have red soil and uh, red clay in this area. I mixed it together and some of our compost and grew the best strawberries I've ever eating in my life and just all of those three mixtures are and after you get this going it's always good to add a little bit of native soil into your beds also now i wouldn't go as far as over 25 percent but again keep in mind with all organics in that bed the plant also needs something to support itself now we are making a great root structure with this but again some native soil is fine you may add it in at the last stages of your compost uh, area or after you get done up with this bed. But keep in mind what you do add to that. 
make sure that it's dug down more so you don't provide as many seeds. You're probably going to have some weeds come out of that deal, but you're in a raised bed. You're in soft material. Weed the first year, and then you should be fine. You're always going to have some weed because of birds, uh, because of uh, other animals, uh, because of wind. You're always going to have some weeds in uh, anything, but we want to keep it down to a minimum there. So that's some of the things we're looking at. Well, uh, we do appreciate you listening to us here at Daddy Pete's Gardening. Uh, if you get a moment, you can go to our website. It's daddypeets.com. And uh, it's daddypeets with an S dot com. And uh, you can look on the page there. Click on our podcast. If you've got a, uh, a question or a comment, we always welcome those. Love to hear them. Uh, also, uh, you can go through and look at our archive of our podcast. If you look at the subject that you maybe have a question on, you can click on that and we may be able to answer. If not, make sure you do send that question in. And uh, we do have a blog, gardening blog, that you can sign up for and you receive that once a month and uh, totally free and gives you uh, hints and ideas and helps for the month. We do that each month, so we'll let you know what's going on for that month, what you can be doing in the garden, and uh, hopefully that will help you. Uh, another thing, too, while you're there, please take a chance and go through and uh, click on look at our products. Uh, we do have a lot of products. Again, I do have people that goes on here and looks at our products and goes back and asks a question. I mean, great. That's exactly what we want you to do. Uh, you know, our slogan at Daddy Pete says, we help you grow. And that's exactly what we want to do. We want to help you grow. We're not just a company that wants to sell you a product and go on. We want to hear from you. If you got a question, we want you to call us. We want you to email us. We want you to go on our website. Leave that there. Um, that's what it's all about. We want you to be successful. Um, my biggest fear in life is that uh, doing this work and this part of my life is that a new gardener would get a hold of the wrong material, get the wrong information, try something, get discouraged after investing some money, and then not go back to it again. So that's what we're here for. We're here to make sure, as much as we know how, that you will be successful in your garden. Farming's a thing. And this is no more than farming. You're doing it on a small scale. So stick on your farming hat here. Also know that even in our scale of farming, and we still do farm too, um, that you do have bad and years and you have better years and you have good years and you have some that's not as well as other. There's always circumstances of that doesn't mean that you done something wrong. So if you think you have, at least let us know what your problem was. We can pick that out for you and try to help you. Well, it's been good and uh, looks like that uh, rain's coming. So I do wish each and every one of y'all a good evening. And remember, if you do have those questions, please go in and leave those for us. Well, you've been listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete, and I'm your host, Melvin York, and good evening. <music>